Welcome to the Tech and Tea podcast with Joshua Figaro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. Yeah, later. I do need to get you on Tech and Tea at some point, though. <laughs> Whenever you want. Remember when we, one of the first ones we did, we were just like. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 335 of the weekly brought to you by Pocketnow and XDA developers recorded on Hawaii time. I wish I could put the camera that way because you could, you should see what, what is in front of us. The windy mess in front of us. Yeah. On Thursday, yes, Thursday, the 6th of December, 2018, all of us, all three of us are here for the Qualcomm Snapdragon Tech Summit and we've got quite the many takeaways on mobile computing, artificial intelligence, and the buzzword that won't die. 5G. <laughs> I am, of course, your host of the Pocket Now Weekly. It's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And we have the host of the Pocket Now Daily. Of course, we have Jaime Rivera here. Hello, everybody. And uh, helping me flank Jaime right now with our floral-patterned Hawaiian shirts. Jesus, <laughs> I'm just balancing the... things out here. <laughs> the host of the David Mel Daily. Because <laughs> I'm myself every day. Yes, yes. Of the year. We have David Amell. Of course, you know him from Android Authority. Um, and if you don't already follow him on instagram twitter and whatnot make sure you do so please do he's the master of photography he's man. great yeah you have a lot of photos from hawaii or um i have pictures from the boat <laughs> <laughs> we went on a boat yeah i took photos we on of people boat. on a boat it's been a dope three days already right like we today is the last day of the tech summit we finally got our uh final announcement today and we're all gonna go out and go to a luau hence why the shirts um but yeah i mean hawaii you couldn't say more good things about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, why don't we get the get today's stuff out of the way that way? Because it's fresh in our minds, right? So um, the Snapdragon 8 CX. Wow. <laughs> when I was briefed on that processor, I was like, yo, <laughs> like this is a lot. Like mm -hmm. it's the largest processor. So Qualcomm has ended their whole, like they're, they're like, you know what? We should not follow the phone approach to the computer. Mm -hmm. Let's do this backwards. Let's actually create a monster mm -hmm. of a mobile processor, but for a computer. So there are no size constraints to the, the size of the die. And it's still seven nanometer. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, they've built in the biggest GPU that they've ever made. Um, but in addition, they're also providing multi gigabit LT. They're providing 5g support whenever that happens. Uh, uh, because we have to mention 5G as well. Of course. G -g 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 -g. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, wow, like, from like at least from everything they showed on paper, mm -hmm. what is it, the Intel Y processors or the U's that they made a comparison to? It was to? the U's. The U's. They yeah, made a comparison yeah. to the U's. The U's are actually better. But the, the thing about it is, like, they, they show better than the Y's. Yeah. And they showed that the performance on this processor without a fan could over like significantly overpower these U processors from Intel. And obviously the architecture is far beyond that seven nanometer. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Intel's been stuck at 14 for a long time. For yeah, a long and, time. and that was the thing. Uh, the, all of the presentations this week, there, it felt like there was just a little bit of shade being thrown yeah. at, at all sides. Oh, yeah, every day they're just like, <laughs> yeah, every day they're just like, our competitors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the looking at the specifications of the 8CX, which, I mean, say what you will about the naming conventions. Um, <laughs> the I Did you get any envy hearing just how much higher spec that processor has been like you have the adreno 680 rather uh, than the 640 the yeah. cryo 495 not the 485 which yeah. is what we're getting in the mobile device the yeah. mobile processor like so did you get a look at how big the actual yeah. platform yeah. is yeah how yeah. big was it i'm trying to remember it's like 
it's because I looked at the eight fifty size parts. of an eight fifty phys- yeah. physically. Oh, physically. really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I got that to, would make for it. We put that on a tablet, yo. Like I was thinking <laughs> about that. Like, so I, I was having a conversation with these guys, and I'm like, oh my god, this should power Chromebooks. Like, <laughs> this should power Chromebooks. This should be like the standard uh, for like tablets going forward because everything in paper looks very powerful. Yeah, for yeah. sure. In paper. <laughs> it's just funny when yeah. they made the comparison to the 835 because I, I reviewed the I so I received the HP NVX2 and there's a reason why I didn't review it I was going to ask the both of you if you've used one of these uh, always connected so I have the HP NVX2 which uh, Diego uses mm-hmm. um, and I have the Galaxy Book 2 which I haven't reviewed yet because Adam Lane did the text review Gotcha. Um, great text review by the way and so the 835 was no no yeah. it was just it was, it's not laggy, but there was, no, I think that's the word. It was just laggy. It, was, it didn't perform. Yeah. Now, in it the did ca- seem like there were bottlenecks. Yeah. Now, in the case of the 850. RAM in any of those laptops. Yeah. They yeah. four gigs in the Lenovo one and like a few tabs. So it was going to take up 3.5. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. then in the case of the, of the 850, initially I was like, no, this can't be just as bad. But I, like the moment I unboxed it, it had so many software updates. It was crazy. After those software updates were applied, dude, that thing performs great. Nice. Okay. Like, great. The only thing that it doesn't provide is the 20 hours of battery life. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, I'm fine with the 12. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so more I. than fine with the 12. <laughs> Did you use that at all, David? Uh, I used a little bit. Okay. I, used, um, I didn't get to touch any of them. I mean, because uh, there was a bit of a campaign that was being done, um, you yeah. know, just like messing with these. And, and I was I was meant to be uh, right. a, a, kind of a part of it, but I, it, time constraints came in. So yeah. I haven't touched any of these. So I kind of want a snapshot of what an always connected laptop oh my God. feels so, like. So I just sent the Lenovo uh, to Brandon. Yeah. Um, but he would gladly send that review to you, my friend. <laughs> Is that one eight fifty? It's eight fifty. Okay, that one's eight fifty. Yeah. Yes. So you've I used eight thirty five Lenovo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it was stinted by the RAM, like a lot, <laughs> and then obviously yeah, the like I was not. Good. Yeah, I mean when you just completely, I, I I think that that was a proof of concept, and sure, yeah. like they just wanted to see like how many developers are actually going to port their apps, right? Like recently they made it. So it's really easy to actually be able to port your app to arm. You can, it's just like a one click type thing. If you're working in their IDE yeah. and the problem is right now, because there's not a lot of hardware available, these manufacturers don't have, well, the, the software developers don't have a lot of incentive to port, you know, it's easy, but it's like, why spend the resources? Because there's like, or five laptops on arm right now. Yeah. Um, but with this chip, I think they've gotten past that. They've really gotten past that like proof of concept stage. You know, they've, they did all the marketing campaigns and they had people trying to use them. And uh, what I took away from today, especially after the presentation was that they're aiming this at least initially at business. Like when yeah. I, when they released the 835 and the 850 laptops, they seemed like they were kind of going after consumers. Yeah. Um, well, especially they with the because campaigns. the prices were not. Yeah. And the prices were, yeah. But, but especially in the keynote today, um, half of it was about security and the other half was about productivity and like all of the apps they showed were like working apps. So, oh. you know, and they showed like one thing of like asphalt nine, but like I, 
I'm a little cynical in the fact that like whenever they use asphalt as like a benchmark, I'm yeah. it's made for mobile. Like yeah. that is the game that is optimized the most for mobile. I made a face when I saw that. I was like, yeah. Do they make that? For the first favorites? time they showed me, I met up with them for dinner like a few weeks before they announced the 835 ones. Yeah. And they showed me like asphalt eight on it. And I was like, and they were like, look at the frames. And I was like, yeah, but you get that on a phone too. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause this is an 835. So it's the yeah. same thing. It's and not There's different. not much more resolution on yeah. the screen. It's just larger. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think like taking the idea of we're physically going to double the die size and put, you know, way more transistors in there and just really make this something that you can actually use. And now with the, with you can do NVMe SSD storage. Yeah. You can do up to 16 gigs of Ram. So these can okay. actually be serious laptops now. Yeah. Right. But is, is, is windows still being emulated on that? Yes. It is still being emulated. Yeah. You can't, they have oh. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is going to be emulated. Firefox actually runs surprisingly well on it. I got to yeah. try it well, out. Well, natively creating it for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In the case of Firefox, yes. But then, like, for example, dude, I saw these guys doing the demo today with Photoshop on the reference hardware. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it was not bad. Photoshop's not... Really? It wasn't bad. Okay. Like, it was good. And they were all doing it while showing it on a, on a screen, on a 4K TV. Was it Photoshop Mobile, though, or was no, it, no, like... No. Photoshop. It was, like... Windows Photoshop. Yeah, Windows Photoshop. Interesting. And I was like, oh. Windows 10 Enterprise Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, for example, my experience with the 835 is you can move away from S mode, but I don't recommend it. Hmm. My experience with the 850 is don't worry, move away from S mode. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It's just with the 835, apps like Chrome weren't compatible, like right. initially. Right. Uh, eventually they did, but it was laggy AF. Yeah. Uh, well, and so yeah. here, the, it's supposed to be that, the, you know, the 850 will still be sold. Uh, it'll be like the lower end, the, lower the tier, mid yeah. to lower. And then this would be the higher tier. I just, I hope that they don't lose the perspective of... You know, it's great to have 20 hours, but I doubt that people will spend that much that time, much time mm -hmm. without charging their computers. Yeah. So that's it's not really uh, a selling point. It's, was it, New York to Australia, right? Yeah. Is that the longest flight in the world? Is that LA to Australia. LA to Australia, yeah, there LA you go. I mean, like, for example, today I'm using a Razer Blade, and I had it in lowest brightness possible, no lights on the keyboard, and power saver mode. Yeah. And it lasted one hour in the keynote <laughs> from tethering and okay. shooting. So that's that's the thing. Go yeah. So like battery life, in my opinion, is like one of my most valued mm -hmm. things. And like if you can get most of my stuff done, like I have a I have a pixel book and I use that for a few things, mostly for writing. And then I actually do do some Lightroom mobile editing on it. Mm -hmm. because it has the Android app, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but it's so useful because the battery life is amazing and it, and like keyboard is amazing. And so like these thin and light things can exist. Um, but like you were saying, you said that you were worried that they would eventually like forget about the important things. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried that they're going to keep making the chip bigger and then eventually they're just going to be an Intel competitor. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> they the just end up becoming, point, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of this entire thing is like for the last 10 years, we've been optimizing and optimizing and optimizing because smartphones are small and you want to get as much power out of the smallest possible chip as you can. And they yeah. double the size. Indeed. Obviously yeah. it's a huge gain, 
but we don't want to get to the point where you have a full size like Intel size chip in a smartphone. <laughs> but I think it'd be no, funny. If they, no, I I think that they yeah. they they split things correctly. Yeah, they were like, I think so this too. is going to be for so always connected PCs. We're creating a dedicated platform for always connected PCs. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be our mobile strategy, which is the 855, and it's separate. Yeah. I like that mentality. I feel, you know, when they did the 835, I was like, God, why not the 845? Yeah. You know? It was weird. It was was the same event. That was a weird move. It was the same event. I mean, I just feel like they probably had all the silicon already. They were doing R&D like crazy for a long time. Because they they had to do all the software to get it to work. Yeah. That probably took a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just just to give you an idea, the 8CX is 200% faster than the 835 yeah it's 40% more power efficient than the 850 yeah but could you could you actually take these always connected PCs and do a one-to-one transfer of someone's daily laptop life yeah so it like you can like really? I, yeah, I, I depends but, how about, but how about like creativity that's and, that's my no, main problem no no no, no, no. That, and, that's, and that's the reason and why the essential point is enterprise yeah because they yeah. will run Excel fabulous they run like corporate app like, and that was the thing, right? That was yeah. like the half of the freaking presentation was about enterprise and office. No, and so they've got it like, and they got Lenovo on the on the take. As yeah, well. exactly. And Lenovo owns the office for enterprise stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that no, these are not creative computers. They're okay. they're not. They're capable to a certain degree, mm-hmm. but the, these are more for people that really do value battery life. Uh, you know, like the people that travel a lot. Like you know, in my case, I just. I guess that what I would love to see is like smaller form factors of the always connected PC. Cause I feel like, Oh, 20 hours of battery life. Like really just give me 12, but give me a smaller, more accessible tablet. Sure. Uh, that I could connect the keyboard to. And that is like, because for me, if you think about it, like what am I, I, you know, in Saf's video, I was like, my favorite product of the year is the new iPad Pro. Mm. It is not a computer replacement. It just, it can't be. Yeah. Huge needs, asterisk. Yeah. No, no. It, it needs, <laughs> and one, one of the things that I'm, that I'm going to say in my review is very simple. It needs an iPad OS. It's time for this. It's time for an iPad OS if you're not going to make Mac OS run on this thing. Yeah, I was going to say. Because it's pointless for you to tell me how powerful it is if the operating system is a bottleneck. Whereas in the case of Windows 10, you don't have that bottleneck. Yeah. The only limitation literally is form factor. And so my priority is don't give me the battery size and the size of a regular computer. Play with the form factor. Give me thinner products uh, because you've got all this, you know, give me a tablet size. You know, the, like this Windows, sorry, this Surface Go should have been powered by a Snapdragon. Sure, yeah. Oh, that is a good point. You know? Yeah. I think it would have performed a lot better than with that Celeron that it's currently using. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pen, no, Pentium, sorry. <laughs> that 28 uh, millimeter product. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, kept, they kept putting those numbers out there on stage. It is. Just like, whoosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like, you know. Yeah. I mean, if, if, you th- if, we, if we had to compare, like, the times of the Intel Atom with the netbooks, you remember those days? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay, yes. so if, you, if yeah. we had to compare. I, think I still have one. Yeah. yeah, so just to give you an idea. I love those Like, things. there is no room for comparison mm-hmm. between the sh- the the crappy experiences we had with yeah, netbooks was bad. years ago. It was bad, but I and, loved it. Look where we are now, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and Snapdragon on a computer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I Like, if you use an 850 computer, I don't... I honestly don't notice a difference between that and my Surface. Uh, I have a Surface Pro 4, though. Um, I don't notice a difference, honestly. Uh, but the, but it's with the 850. With the 835, I was like, come here, Surface. Like, 
let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Still reach for something else. Yeah. 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 And the form factors of all the laptops, I'm really looking forward to seeing that become more common because if, if these processors make it clear that this type of form factor is important to a lot of people, then it's going to continue. Like, I'm, oh, God, I, I can't say more good things. I, I, can't, I, I can't say enough good things about the Huawei the, MateBook. Oh, the MateBook X Pro. Yeah, the yes. MateBook X Pro. And that form factor, that particular configuration is starting to become more common. Yeah, yeah. We just got the Stealth, the, yeah. the Razer Blade Stealth j just now. Right. And it's, 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 it's nice to see that. And, you know, things are getting more compact. Things are getting more powerful despite being more compact. And Qualcomm is doing their part. Yeah, yeah. but you, you do have a good point over, like, even, even like, why am I, why is the iPad a product that I use a lot? It's because my MacBook Pro 15 inch is so crappy when it comes to battery life. Mm. Like, I don't know how my day is going to go. And so the last thing that I want is to burn 25% of my battery in writing a script. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I feel that that is such a waste and yeah. I probably won't be able to find an adapter soon. And it's just, it, that's bad. Like Intel really needs to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have the uh, the eight CX out of the way. Yeah. Um, it's probably going to end up being the nine CX. Fantastic. Oh well, yeah. uh, anything for you guys. We're drinking matcha tea. Just uh, if anyone's Thank ever so at much. all I'm curious, so congested. this is not my other podcast, so I'm not going to go into detail about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the eight CX, I'm, I'm guessing the next iteration is going to be like nine CX or something yeah, like yeah. that. They're going to keep the extreme in there. I'm <laughs> the not really time. sure what the C stands for. Computing. Oh. <laughs> what does the eight stand for? Computing extreme. It's the, they're at their current eight generation. Oh, yeah. See, it's a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Let's move on to another name that you hear a lot about these days. Um, all right, let's let's let's, let's, let's talk about five G again. <laughs> I'm sure the viewers <laughs> and the listeners are already just so sick of the five G talk. But when I did my video on the eight fifty five, uh, I started off with a little bit of five G talk, and this was the best way I could describe it. I want to hear your thoughts on this. What phone did you have, and what was your experience like in the transition from 3 to 4 to LTE? Mm. Oh, God. Remember that's, how exciting that time was? That's a rough time. question. <laughs> what was my transition to LTE? Yeah. Uh, iPhone 4S. Okay, okay. Mine was the HTC Thunderbolt. How, oh my god, that must Which have been bad. Which was the first 4G LTE phone. And, oh. and that must have been bad. It uh, burned my hand while I was, <laughs> oh. I was running two apps and it overheated oh, and burned no. my hand. I think mine yeah. was probably the, the true... Oh no, the iPhone 5 was the first one with LTE, I think. Oh, there we go. Yeah. The true test of LTE, because it was kind of coming in like HSPA Plus was starting to get faster, 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 yeah. but it couldn't quite get to that upper echelon until an LTE phone came out, was the Droid DNA. Oh, yeah. That I love that such phone. A phone. When it I was. came out, I wanted it so bad. I wanted it, it so bad, and so cool. we didn't get a unit. I was I was about to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember feeling so excited because all of a sudden the phones were faster. You didn't have to rely. You didn't have to be so patient. Yeah. Um, granted, we've lost that patience in our current Completely. generation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but I just remember, like, from the days of having a dumb phone, like we call them now, and ha and Google Maps became a thing on, like, a Sony Ericsson, and I was just so happy to have a mapping application to, to, to guide me, right? And then moving on to Android and then getting into Droid DNA. Like, that is the type of excitement that is actually palpable. And I feel like what most people are forgetting under all of the low-level talk is that that's what we're probably going to experience coming up again. Yeah, I think so. I think especially with 5G, it's just like... It, I mean, the biggest problem is that it is only going to be deployed in a few cities because the way that it works, like you have to put nodes everywhere yeah. because their reach is so short. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But the benefit is that you can still have sub six. Um, and then also, See, here it comes like this is when it, this is when everyone checks out. So <laughs> you say like sub six millimeter wave, you know, well, and and I get yeah. it, you know, yeah. like we understand that terminology. I just barely do now, but um, that's what I mean. Like I, I I think that what Qualcomm needs to do is to actually give those use cases, and what they're doing is putting VR headsets on people and saying, look, it's streaming perfectly. I, like, <laughs> I, th- I understand why they. I'm not gonna use, say anything. About that. I, I understand why they use that as a use case, right? because, yeah, it because it's bandwidth mm-hmm. the, the entire reason why we haven't been able to do wireless vr so far is because standard wi-fi doesn't have enough throughput yeah. and it has too much latency and mm-hmm. that's why intel developed like a special wi-fi standard yeah. to push like that much like bandwidth over the air but and so i get it i get it but the thing is like yeah like you said who's gonna be like standing in a park with a vr headset on like just like <laughs> fighting zombies or something so like, which brings me to, to my next question about 5g if there yeah. are applications of it that would be incredibly practical let's say 8k vr hdr 10 <laughs> all these terms that you may or may not understand why they're cool yeah. um and that's our job that's our job to make it clear to you that's why i was actually kind of excited when i thought about that i was like my first lte phone was a super exciting experience yeah I was watching Netflix on that thing without having to wait for it to buffer. Yeah. I, and then even then, back then, Netflix became a thing. That was exciting. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our content, our what, what, what our phones were capable of and the things we did on the internet completely changed once HSPA and LTE became a thing. And I wonder... What would be your um, what would be your use case scenario where five G actually benefits you? Because we can think of the practical stuff like I need to upload my video immediately. But <laughs> what <laughs> you, you you go, David? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of the use cases are going to come down to creative work. Yeah, like it, it's sad that it funnels down into that, but like. If you think about it, most people, when they're like, want to watch a YouTube video or something, they just watch it. Like, even it, it can be 2K, and most people can stream a 2K YouTube video, and it, they don't notice a difference, yeah. right? The the difference, I guess, is just that it's it's like upload speeds. You mm-hmm. know, that's like the biggest thing. Like, I'm I'm gonna start shooting medium format pretty soon, and those files are freaking enormous. Which camera? The Fuji 50R. Wow. Yeah. Um. And those files are huge because <laughs> they're like, they're just like 56 megapixels. Oh my goodness. Um, and so you take like, you know, if I take 20 photos, that's gigabytes. Yeah. And even now I'm using, I, I just started, um, I got the Fuji X-T3 as my video camera mm-hmm. and it can shoot, it can shoot in 200 megabit or 400 megabit, uh, per second video files, 4k, 10 bit, 60 FPS. And these are freaking huge files. Like I, Right now, a two-minute file at 200 megabits, 1080p, 30 is is like is like three gigs, mm-hmm. you know, for two minutes. Yeah, I'm even gonna. I'm pro- I hope I don't have any problems trying to upload this video to Jules later. <laughs> yeah, the, the Wi-Fi is actually not bad here. But it is. It's no, pretty it's pretty good. good. But, but go for it. You, sorry. Yeah, I, I think it's just like for me as it stands. If I want to upload that kind of stuff, I have to find good Wi-Fi and like. I'm not going to upload it from my phone because like I pay per gigabyte mm-hmm. data yeah. and then most, a lot of places don't have great Wi-Fi, and it could take like, for example, last week I was in like Tahoe mm-hmm. in Nevada. Right. And I had to make a video while I was on vacation. <laughs> um, it was for this, but 
the Wi-Fi there was so garbage that it took nine and a half hours to upload a one and a half gig file. Mm -hmm. And wow. Yes. <laughs> it was real bad. That was me uploading last week's weekly. If you haven't seen that yet, yeah. the, the road trip. Weekly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and the throughput <clears throat> is just so insane that you just don't have to think about anything. And just like, it just, we passed this threshold of nothing is a problem anymore. You know, mm -hmm. and I feel like we already passed that with video streaming, but this is the point in which we pass that with giving each other data, giving each other well, information. Let, let, let me give it, let me send in Spanish, we say, Te voy a dar el vuelto. like, let me give you back the change on that topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the biggest problem is, okay, two things. First one, enough 5G talk, just give me something to show. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything here, everything that they showed, demos and all that, <laughs> it, it was theoretical. Everything was theoretical. Everything yeah. was theoretical. It's been that way so, for years. So please, let's just get a city connected mm -hmm. and boom. Yeah. Just give it to consumers because I think like it, the, the word is just even becoming annoying. Like, yeah, it's like a meme at this point. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a meme. Okay, I'm that, sick of hearing millimeter wave. Yeah, on. that's the that's the first. <laughs> when you thing. go to the airport and the the scanner it says MM wave. I'm like, oh yeah. god. <laughs> okay, the second thing is okay. So let's assume that five G is everything that they say. Five gigahertz down, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got IoT fully connected. We've got this insane download speeds and yada yada yada. All that's fantastic. You know what the problem is? It's not free. Yeah. It's not free. And so what's the problem? Like for example, I whenever I'm in Honduras, I have great LTE speeds. Far better than the ones I have in the United States. I don't have like I could literally upload any one gigabyte YouTube video in two, in about two minutes. Mm -hmm. No problem whatsoever. The problem is it's 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 uh what? It's like ten dollars per gig. Mm -hmm. And you know, so every right. single growth development and technology is fabulous and i know 5g is going to be great i just want to know how carriers are planning to price yeah. it yeah. and yeah. and because there it is pointless to have so much amazing bandwidth if i have to pay per gig yeah i'm praying that carriers get into another war and start you know upping the amount of data you get for, for until each we finally plan. get to a point where it's like everyone's unlimited again yeah <laughs> we, we might get there and i i hope so. like qualcomm made that use case to me when they first i had a meeting with them months ago where they showed me the first radios when they first like unveiled the first radios and they said you know in our eyes like these the carrier because these speeds are going to be so insane and everyone is going to be pulling so much data like it's going to be pretty much impossible for carriers to price it as they're pricing it now because the, the argument when when lte came out the argument was that people are stream are accessing so many more web pages streaming so many more videos that you have to change the pricing schemes because it becomes part of their daily life and if you price it the same way as you priced it before then people are going to be poor like you can't yeah. do that people will be pissed but again this is uh this is people are greedy so you never know like mm -hmm. i pray that it'll be that way but like in the case of lte i i do understand the constraints mm -hmm. and i do understand that and like everybody makes this comment like data in the united states is stupid expensive and it is it's yeah. the most expensive i've ever paid for like it doesn't matter where i go you go to taipei and mm -hmm. it's what seven dollars for unlimited <laughs> it's amazing uh, you go yeah. to romania and that's a prepaid card. You, you, <laughs> you go to romania and it's like three dollars for a month unlimited yeah I, I think the fastest internet in the world mobile internet in the world is in estonia okay yeah 
And it's and, it's not that expensive. No, it's like yeah. it's it's like it's like so inexpensive and it's unlimited. Yep. And so I understand that in the case of US carriers, like Europe is the size of how much of the United States. Mm-hmm. I do understand that there's more territory, it requires more infrastructure, there is more population. So I do understand that it's a lot of money for these carriers to keep these structures going. I totally understand the complexity. The problem is that like you know, it doesn't it doesn't invite me to consume. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose, the whole selling point of 5G is better consumption. Yeah. And so in the case of right. LTE, I understand the, the restraints, the bottlenecks generated where 5G intends to fix that. The whole purpose of 5G is, tell you what, stop investing on LTE. We've got this new technology that's going to take advantage of millimeter wave, and then we're going to have a, a small, a lower spectrum, which is sub-6. That'll be able to penetrate buildings far better, so you're going to have to invest less in infrastructure in mm-hmm. order to be able to connect people. Right. So that's the whole selling point for carriers. That's the whole... It's, it's actually... Sub- Supposed to and and tell you what that existing LTE spectrum that you have that's going to be the fallback, but yeah. it's all going to work simultaneous. You're not going to have to be at 5G and then it falls into LTE. No, no, no. It's all happening at the same, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And so, be, and so because people are going to be moving to 5G, that whole LTE spectrum will be to a certain degree uh, alleviated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it'll allow the it'll allow them to no longer have to worry about. Constraint, constraining consumers mm-hmm. uh, because they want to protect that, you know, that they don't get bottlenecks in the spectrum. Yeah. That's all cool. Yeah. I just wish I could see it in a data plan. Exactly. Yeah. I, right. I think it was Michael, uh, Mr. Mobile himself, that said last week on our uh, car cast that he, what he wanted this tech summit to be was you arrive, you get off the plane, and when you get to here, you get a moto mod. You, you get a or, yeah, yeah, or you get a phone. You yeah. get a reference device phone that will not make it to market. It's just a proof of concept. And you get to use it. And they've the already trip. set up the island of Maui to be a, yeah. a 5G network. That would have been network. a dream for right? sure. Exactly. Yeah. But Instead, yeah. we got a bunch of demos where we went in and it was just like, yeah, yeah, and everything, yeah, everything. This is what it weird. will be. I'm yeah. kind of sick of hearing this is what it will know, be like. This is what it will be like. The only, the only hope that I have is the fact that is literally supposed to roll out in March. So by next year's tech summit, we should have used it a lot. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's still only in a few cities. It's in San Francisco. I'm sure people are going to be start flooding SF. I did like that they had carriers here, like just straight up saying, "Oh, we've we're we're on it." Yeah, we like, are I on was it. surprised actually how into it Verizon was because they're usually into their own thing and they're like, yeah. "We're going to do our own thing." But this time they're actually working with Qualcomm, which is well, very but their rare own thing has actually always been with Qualcomm. If you think yeah. about it, CDMA was the technology that enabled Verizon. Mm-hmm. It was a Qualcomm technology. LTE was the same thing, and they were pretty much the first. True. Uh, so they've always been like direct, really close partners with Qualcomm. Yeah, Qualcomm pretty much has enabled their business. Okay, fair yeah. enough. You know? All right. Well, that's it's it's a 2019 thing. I'm I'm personally excited for it as long as uh, consum- like, like you said, consumption, but also what we do with the mobile internet becomes yeah. much more prevalent because we've we've reached the threshold of reliability. Yeah. We know how to get a reliable connection. We know where to go. We know what we have to do. Speed, on the other hand, is like it's a relative thing. Because we are tolerant beings. So if all of a sudden everything is lightning fast and it is all what these theoretical Yeah, we're going to think that LTE are. is the slowest thing we've ever seen. Exactly. Well, that, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Until we get there. You have to remember how things have evolved over time. Like if you remember the internet before LTE, mm-hmm. it, it was more efficient because it understood that – 
there was not much power in our phones and there was not much bandwidth. So the the mobile internet has evolved to a crazy way. Yeah. Like up to the point where I've, I know people in New York who don't own a computer. Mm-hmm. They can do everything they want yeah. on their phones. Absolutely. I know people as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've, I, for me, it's just shocking to meet people that don't own a computer. Mm-hmm. Like the computers are seriously becoming a thing of the past for yep. a lot of people. Yeah. And, and so if you think about that, like, Enter HCX. Yeah, and so so LTE has enabled a lot of like mobile YouTube, man. If you remember YouTube before, mm-hmm. yeah, it was trash. people are actually formatting videos for phones now because it's like eighty exactly. percent of consumption is on phones. Exactly. Yeah. 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 They they, they said on a seven twenty p podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a twenty nineteen thing, but there is a bit to talk about in terms of twenty nineteen as we talk about smartphones going forward. But before we get to that, we're going to get into a tiny little break. This episode of the Pocket Now Weekly is brought to you by Ops Genie. Stuff happens. Well, stuff, but it's a word that starts with S and rhymes with hit. And if you're running your business right, you've got your developer and operations team standing by ready to pounce when stuff hits the fan. But you have to know when that stuff hits the fan. Well, with Ops Genie by Atlassian, your teams have the tools they need to plan for incidents and outages, whether they've been scheduled or have come up last minute. And make sure your business is covered through different time zones and holidays. Alerts can be put out to over 200 platforms like Jira, Amazon CloudWatch, Datadog, New Relic, and others. And if someone on the case can't fix the problem right then and there, they have the ability to escalate the issue to another team member. Here's a free tip from me. Always back up. Problems don't always get solved the first time around. With Ops Genie, your next incident doesn't stand a chance. Visit OpsGenie.com to sign up for a free company account for up to five team members. No credit card required. That's O-P-S-G-E-N-I-E.com. Never miss an alert again with Ops Genie from Atlassian. Dude, we're doing this podcast wrong. Why? Look at this. Oh, yeah, we should have done it in the pool. Yeah, those fools. Look at this. Yeah. These guys, Michael Fisher and Andrew Martinick, are are working from the pool. It's funny because we, we all brought some work to this this whole thing, right? Yeah, separate and I, I have from... to admit, I'm not, I'm not too beat up about that because I know I'm here for a few more days. Lucky you, I can't. Yeah. I'm going to China. <laughs> you know what? I'm heading to the pool after this. Do it, man. And <laughs> do all your stuff there. Like, do you still have, like, filming and whatnot yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah, You're going to help me with <laughs> some see? of that B-roll. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Don't, don't kill my enthusiasm. Is that a question? Don't no, kill not, my enthusiasm. I'm just saying, like, can you film at the pool is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I know, some people might get a little bit, like, freaked out. Like, there's a camera over there. Yeah. <laughs> Cover yeah, up. True. Um, okay, so 2019. Uh, 2019, I, I obviously... This, it makes sense that Tech Summit is at this time of the year because everything that they announce is meant to be for the upcoming year, right? right. It's like it's like showing off a 2019 sedan or something like that. You're, you're seeing what's going to be used throughout the next year or so. 855. How excited are you about what the 855 is going to offer and what that will mean for our smartphones? Like the next generation, I don't know. I mean, I, you should get kind of excited with every generation, but how excited are you about this one? This one is a pretty big jump, actually. It's yeah. relatively surprising. Um, if you look at just the performance gains and even the graphics gains, mm-hmm. it's a lot. And I think that says something about what they're going to be doing with the 8CX series, as we call it. You know, they, they said um, in the keynote, they were like, they talked about Moore's Law, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like, 
we're going to create a new law for smartphones or for mobile chips, chips. where we start seeing a more exponential gain again uh, because like Moore's law is really teetering out in terms of like regular processors. But for mobile, we're kind of reaching this whole new horizon, right? Um, I think for the A55 in particular, I'm excited about, I'm excited about the action. And this is such a buzzword, but the AI capabilities uh, as related to camera technology, because they really, they announced a ton of new potential capabilities in the camera. Most of them have to do with um, deep learning depth maps. Mm -hmm. So they are basically enabling all these new things like, like bokeh mode live video oh, because goodness. they can sample they can sample an image and project a depth map onto any image it's not even just not even just a, a image taken with your phone yeah, you it's can, not after the fact it's live yeah you can take you, you could take an image from the internet and give it a bokeh effect because it takes it uses this deep learning algorithm to sense depth based on where things should be after testing uh, phones with two cameras so it can triangulate depth basically uh, and every new almost every new feature in the camera uh, for a55 is enabled by this ability of you know deep learning and AI to triangulate depth and it's it's exciting because we hit you hit a point in physics with a sensor a camera sensor in which you can only get so much light. You can only do this. But things that like Google are doing, things yep. that Qualcomm are doing, where you literally, it's it's like computational photography is, is the next frontier because mm -hmm. even Google takes multiple frames, takes the sharpest frame, stacks all the other frames on top, and then that way you get rid of any of the noise that you would get when you usually bump up the shadows. You save the highlights you don't get noise and it, that's the biggest thing like you're just you're just going around physics right you're not breaking it you're kind of routing around it yeah. and i i think we stacking it's, yeah it's crazy stacking like yeah it's, it's taking level one and just stacking it to make it level eight yeah uh, but but you know level eight is a whole different thing you're just kind of right. emulating the same thing in yeah. a way yeah and i think computational photography in general people are seeing the the, the benefit. future the benefit mm -hmm. of it uh, Qualcomm and then in the A55, they have a new ISP that can do 7 trillion operations per second and is specifically tailored to doing, to doing imaging information. Yeah. And it's insane. And I, I just like part of it, uh, part of the, like, you know, I love using my camera camera. And so part of that's like, ah, I don't want, I don't want my phone camera to be as good as my camera camera. But like, if we're going to advance, in the as humans in the future we got to get to the point where we have dslr style or not even dslr mirrorless style cameras on us all the time in our pockets can you imagine though if that one smartphone manufacturer that takes everything this processor is doing for camera processing the dsp the cvisp computer vision mm -hmm. image uh image processing and puts actually puts a bigger sensor on the back yeah can well that's you, what red was supposed to do so <laughs> well, but, yeah. and, and that's the thing like a lot so here's the thing, like the 845 brought a lot of stuff like HDR, uh, like a wider color gamut in photos. All that was great. But, you know, the other day, the other day I was talking with Hubert with, uh, you know, from uh, Uber Gizmo, Uber Gizmo. And uh, he was like, OK, so all these things are great, but they look really good on your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once you 
Yeah. And, and so he's but got. I remember a, you were talking about this. Yeah, yeah. He's got a point, and he's also doesn't have a point because everyone uses their phones to view content. That's the problem. Yeah. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. He's got a point. Like they look great on your phone, but once you pull them into a computer, yeah, they they don't look great. Mm. Like there's sharpening. There are artifacts. There's. It's just not the perfect photo. He's right. Thing about it is, you know, I I feel that that we. The only way, because of the convenience of the phone, people are willing to compromise a great photo. Guess why? Because they only look at them at their phone. And they can pinch and zoom on their phone, exactly, too. You can't exactly. can't do that on a... You know. I, and I mean, we've got Instagram pundits who will zoom into the highly processed photo that we post on Instagram. <laughs> that has also been compressed. That's also been horribly compressed. <laughs> yeah. And they, they judge a phone by that. You know, I'm yeah. like... Oh, God, my God, I'm not going to say anything because I'm trying to be nice. But the the thing about it is, I think, I I love the fact that processors are getting to the point. I just feel that you still, the only reason, like what separates a good smartphone uh, camera is literally physics. It's the size of the sensor. And unless smartphones can figure out a way around the size, yeah. you can do a lot of great fa- – like if you saw the demos, the you could do a lot of bokeh, sure, but it looks fake. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. It mm-hmm. looks fake. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so – it's great that you can do that, but I find myself not doing it a lot mm. unless I'm using the Mate 20 Pro because the size of the sensor yeah. is significantly right. larger. Yeah. So you've got the physics being provided. Yeah. And so unless somebody figures out a way around physics, yeah. you will still get great opportunities to fake things out and have them not look real. Right. Um, I think I think for right now with like the tonal depth mapping and stuff, when, when we get... We're getting to a point where we can more accurately predict depth. And the more accurately we can predict it, the more we can make it look like an actual camera should look, right? Right now, we kind of have, like, the the, the first time that that the bokeh mode came out, it was, like, OnePlus 5T and, like, a couple other things. It was kind of focus area, non-focus area. And it just looks so big, right? But now, we're starting to see, like, you can triangulate depth based on two objects in a scene because we have two cameras, two focus areas, focus on subject, focus on other thing. And then through deep learning, machine learning, we can do that a million times and say like, okay, that's about five feet away. In between that five feet, how out of focus should it be, right? So it's getting better. And then there's the things like the P20 Pro, which had the monochrome sensor and monochrome uh, sensors only get, um, they only uh, get texture data, right? And so... That added on top of that. Um, so actually, the, the P20 Pro has slightly sharper images than the Mate 20 Pro, but it kind of kind of missed that too. The so, monochrome but, but sensor slight, was awesome. But slightly more. But the processing but was the, like trashy. In the in the sensor is smaller. Yeah. And also, Huawei's Huawei's sharp, over sharpening is insane. But um, <laughs> no, on the P20 Pro is bad. On the Mate 20 Pro, it's not. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's a little better. Back, but because they don't have the monochrome sensor on there anymore. So. It's <laughs> little, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they traded off the monochrome sensor for like, was it the, the telephoto wide angle, or the, the wide, wide angle? One wide of the wide angle, angle yeah. which I love the wide. So same. I mean, having the three camera like they did it right, but that's it, a tangent. That's another tangent. Is it safe to say that we we, we finally <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> the dirty word? That was hilarious. <laughs> there were a lot of people running around with Mate Twenty Pros. At yeah, this there event. were. I, I saw a ton of Mate. I don't know if you saw me earlier. I had my iPhone XS Max on the table. I threw it on the bed. I was like, not. Well, the governor of Hawaii was waving around an iPhone. He's like. 
oh, I love Qualcomm. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, so it, it's safe to say, you were saying earlier already that um, we're, we're moving into a whole new era mm. when it comes to like the Moore's Law and everything like that. Your points on that. There, there are points on that that you said. Uh, it's, is it safe to say now that performance gains are no longer as important as uh, future gains? Because now we know that just picking up this phone, scrolling through the apps, opening mm. up games, opening mm -hmm. up videos, we know that's going to be a good experience no matter what. Yeah. That, is a, that is a level of performance that we've already achieved between 800 and 820. Right. We're good now. Yeah. 835 proved that uh, that could be a reliable experience. Yeah. 845 proved that it could be a powerful experience. Now we have feature gains in the 855. It's a big reason why a lot of people say that smartphones are stagnating because <clears throat> what did we used to review smartphones based on? How fast is it? Yeah. Right. And that's why we used to use benchmarks. And that's why we used to like, you know, launch apps really quick and jump back and forth between them. And, and at this point, it's like, uh, and so most smartphones now have like a gimmicky feature that is going to make or break the device. Right. Well, the thing is, I, I agree with you there. But the reason why I'm excited about the A55 is because if you look at the trend of smartphones this year, they knew that performance gains were finally at a peak, or yeah. at least like we know we're good. So they started putting in those features, vapor cooling, yeah, cooling for the processor, um, um, like notches and stuff like that. Because they don't like fans, as they said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like talking about the cooling in particular, if you have the cooling, which made the 845 an even better gaming device, imagine what it's going to do with the 855. Right. With everything that it's going to bring to the table, because that it's a, makes me yeah, elite gaming. Animator, yeah. Means, yeah, you know, an A55 with a good vapor cooling chamber. I feel like is it's hard for me to say because I don't play games on my phone. So, yeah, I, uh, so I feel that we need you're on planes all the time. You should be. So I feel that we <laughs> we need we need a, a certain <laughs> threshold to be defined. Yeah. Um, because the biggest problem with mobile gaming is that mobile games are not really great. Yeah. They're getting better, though. Have you played but, okay, but Josh is a big mobile gamer. But, but, yeah. so, but so here's the problem. The reason yeah. why they're not great is not necessarily because there's no capability. It's just they want to make them for the masses. And right. so obviously not everybody has a powerful enough phone to run all the graphics and to run everything. Yeah. And they can't just tier what phone runs what. They can, but it's it's complicated. And then you have to it, account for every single model, and it's awful. Exactly, and, and it's yeah. awful, and it's yeah. the worst. So I would really love to see like a spe like a separate gaming store, where just like in the PC market, you've got minimum specifications to be right. able to run a game. Yeah, and yeah. if you oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. if you want to buy this game, you have to have a Razer phone, yeah. too, mm -hmm. with this, 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 and it'll give you the models which it's compatible for. They're kind of going there because if these computers, the HCX processors and the platforms have things like the Adreno 680, the Adreno mm, 640 yeah, yeah. for mobile, you know, this will only work on the 680, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I would yeah. love to see that because... Honestly, like, I hate playing certain games where it's a first-person shooter and then the guy that I'm supposed to shoot just runs in a weird direction and keeps doing it, and then everybody that I'm fighting keeps doing the same thing. Yeah. So the Nintendo Switch is proof that you can have really powerful gaming experiences on mobile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just need a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and they got a fan. You need, they, you need a fan, you need an exhaust. <laughs> so and the moral they, of the story they, is everyone should buy an ROG phone. <laughs> and buy the fan listen, I, you know, it's just, that's one thing. Then the second thing is, you know, following on the PC market, we do need accessories like the fan. We need to, mm -hmm. let's, let's forget about the whole concept of thin and light. I mean, these alien, these predators, they literally look like Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. They look like the computer for Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
stuff. Yeah. And you know what? People buy them. People that are really into the experience buy them. And then the third thing is, come on, guys. How difficult can it be to make a freaking mobile controller? Yeah. <laughs> like, how difficult? Yeah, where's, uh... Very few people have made good mobile controllers, yeah, which well, is he's super got the, weird. He's got a game vice here. Okay, but yeah, yeah but we need this. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. we, like, come on, man. If, you, if you're into gaming and you can't provide me a controller, you're not into gaming. Yeah, right. yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Razer still hasn't released theirs, right? Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. so we've got this problem where people are, are into this mentality where they love the PS4 controller or they prefer the Pro Controller on the Switch or they some people actually like the Xbox controller. I don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> you, you that's, get, not, that's, not a, that's not a thing I would have expected Jaime to say. You right? get, you get the, but you get the point that I'm making. Exactly. It's just, come on, guys. <laughs> Dear gaming companies, if you want us to take your gaming phone seriously, you we number one, we need better games. We do. Yes. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And if these processors are capable, quote mm-hmm. unquote, I'd love to see that. And I would not mind paying a, a, like right now it's sixty dollars for a game on the Switch. I'm not asking to pay sixty dollars on mobile, but I wouldn't mind paying twenty bucks mm-hmm. for a really good game. Yeah, yeah. And where I have limitations, and they tell me you can only play it on this phone, and so you can't buy it if you don't have the phone. Because you need to have the best possible experience. They or, actually built it with yeah, mindfulness yeah. involved. Exactly, right. and they could launch a light version for everybody else. Sure. You know? But, like, that's the only way that I'm going to take gaming on a phone seriously. The developers do seriously need to look at mobile gaming as a platform that's available to everybody. Because you have these phones that, like I said earlier, the performance gains are finally where we need them to be. And if every phone has something like the 855 or even like the 845, then you can create games that everyone has some sort of access to. Well, you know what's interesting about the 855 is it's not only a lot faster, but they also built in things like support for Vulkan 1.1, yep. yep. which yeah. makes it a lot more efficient to run these games. Yeah. So the performance increase is not just the performance increase, it's performance increase plus how easy it is to run the game. So yeah, exactly. it's more up here than it is up here. Exactly. Well, you know, the, the, problem, the problem is, again, who are good? Like, I would love these gaming companies to take advantage of all that. Right. But how many 855s are going to be launched less here is the right. problem. That's the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. The bottleneck is that mentality that all foes should be able to run this game. Yeah. It, yeah. That's not the way it works I in agree. the PC industry, and sure. it's very successful. Yeah. There's another mentality, too. One of the main points that they kept making on stage about gaming was how much money it brings in. Yeah. And real gamers are like, who, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Give me the game. Like, Think of, think of yeah. it this way. The, the, even, even a game like Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. it doesn't have microtransactions and all that stuff. Right. In the mobile gaming space, people are too greedy. They want the gotcha. They want all of that stuff. <sighs> we have to create Diablo a Mortal. subset. That yeah. is the third <laughs> thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. Which yeah. Give, me, give me a $30 yeah. price. Good. Right. For the damn yes. game, yeah. don't give me that stupid in-app purchases, man. Yeah. yeah, and I agree with you there. That that's the that right now is the Achilles heel of mobile gaming. Yeah. It is the most lucrative form of gaming. But we need to have a subset of developers who are creating uh, AAA titles yeah. for these phones yeah. that you pay a premium for, and that's all you pay. Yeah, just like console yeah. gaming, just like PC gaming. And, yeah, that, and, that, and that that's something that we did to ourselves because at the very forefront of mobile. Everything was free. When when apps first became a thing, mm-hmm. app developers made apps because ads were lucrative as whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was so much money coming in from like, oh, free version ads, right? 
And then now people aren't even willing to pay 99 cents for a pro version of an app that they use every single day. Yeah. People are, are like, oh, I'm not going to get on my credit card. 99 cents? I'm not paying 90. They spend $4 on their latte. I spend four fifty on my latte every morning. Not here in Hawaii, here. though. It's $10 here in Hawaii, and it's subpar. But and you, but <laughs> it's we did this ourselves. I mean, of which, babe, we're in Hawaii. If it has the word Kona in it, doesn't mean it's great. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, so it's hard, right? It's it's hard because it's going to take a cultural shift to get people to be able to pay that. I remember way back I had a um, iPod Touch first generation, and I had I, that too. Yeah, I, that I, was my first ever Apple product. Yeah. It, oh, nice. It was yeah, it was my third. But I remember, um, which is funny because I haven't owned an Apple product since then. <laughs> so. um, but uh, I remember looking at the App Store and looking up what's the most expensive app that I can find on the App Store. And it was $300, and it was a security software suite for Enterprise. And I was like, oh, my God, $300 for an app. That is absolutely ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Like, who is going to – like, everything's free. Like, you know, people don't even, like, rent a movie for, like, two ninety nine. It's like – it's crazy. I don't know why there's this mentality in society that, like, anything you do on your phone should be free. But That's a good point. We're going to have to get past that before anyone's – that's why I think like thirty dollar game. Is anyone gonna spend that? I mean, you would. I would. I'm, like, I, I, I'm already paying seventy dollars on Switch games. Yeah, yeah. No, they're expensive. The as thing well. is, that's how you create true gamers in this space. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see someone like Nintendo yeah. make a full fledged game game because Nintendo. Well, there's so- already a certain uh, set of games in the Play Store that do that, but the problem is they're ports. They're yeah. classic games. Yeah. You could pay twenty five bucks to play to play Final Fantasy VII again. Yeah, which is awesome, but. But Let, let's yeah. let's take we it to the next IP, level. We need mm-hmm. people pushing. No, and, 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 and the reason why I'm saying the whole $30 is, you know what? Building these games requires talent and hard work. Yeah. And these developers need to get paid. Mm-hmm. Totally. The only reason why we've got the stupid... Uh, IAP, uh, microtransactions. The stupid transaction thing is because developers were running out of money, man. Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You and need, agree, yeah. And you, it's lucrative. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, you, you, and here's the thing. like We created this like app bubble. And then the app bubble burst at the moment the companies weren't able to monetize as, you know, phones, the, the, you know, they, as smartphones start lowering an amount of sales, it's, it's not productive for them. And, right. Or the, which are the phones that sell the most, you know, the, 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 the mid-rangers. And so yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I feel that gaming companies in mobile are doing it wrong. Yeah. They need I, to take the Nintendo approach. Yeah. Low power, fun. Yeah. Yeah. They really do. Much. Yeah, I feel that they're doing it wrong. I mean, give me high power, charge money. It's fair. Mm-hmm, sure. It's fair. I feel that it is fair. Yeah. I, I would rather that over an ad experience and, you know, and just make it clear. If you don't have this phone, you can't play this game. Yeah. And I can bet you that that's the moment that gaming phones are going to take off. Exactly. It's also going to create loyalty in the Android space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which I think would be great. But we finally have like camps of people, you know. Well, it's more sad right PS4 now. PS4 versus the, Xbox the iPhone, loud, the yeah? iPhone plays Fortnite better than any Android phone does. <laughs> it's like, it's, see, I'm just saying, like, it's, yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's it, and it's the reason why people are like, it's funny how, how many people in YouTube think that I'm an iPhone hater. I'm not. I'm, what, what watch am I wearing? What tablet am I wearing? It's clear that I use an Using, iPhone. Not wearing, yeah. He's not wearing the tablet. It's Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the, the, the point being is, the point being is, why is building apps for an iPhone so much better? Because there are so the form the factors don't vary. Yeah, it's the that same too. damn thing. 
It ported in different capabilities, and it, that yeah. that is the deal. And so, yeah. it, with Android's complexity, the smartest thing is for developers to forget about the mentality that every phone needs. Everything should be the right. same, exactly. Right. So you know what? Then I'll say this: manufacturers start getting in bed with these uh, game companies. Like get a uh, Razer's doing it. They get they did they launched with the Rhea Valor right? thing. Mm -hmm. Um, not Epic. Uh, well, Samsung did the whole Fortnite thing. Oh, well, even though that this? doesn't even really matter. It's not the same thing. They didn't uh, optimize it for yeah. the no Samsung. Nine. Get yeah. in that with, was just a marketing uh, ploy. Samsung get in with Square Enix. Um, like. I don't know, maybe uh, one other company. I mean, Razer got Nintendo. in with Arena of Valor, which is the biggest game in China. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but that's the game, not necessarily like the publisher. No, like well, get Tencent. get publisher, like make it make it like Tencent only works with Samsung. Make yeah. it so that Razer only works with Square well, Enix. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, that, then you start getting to exclusives. And yeah, it gets weird. But that's how we have the console gaming. So, anyway, we have we, we went on a pretty, <laughs> yeah we're talking about gaming now. <laughs> we, we went on a pretty far that tangent, happened. but it was yeah. a fun and passionate one. Yeah, so yeah, I want to yeah. make sure we do one last thing and um, and let our viewers know at least one piece of information about the 855 that they can be happy about. No more latency in Bluetooth. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Dude. Yes. Yeah. All right. No, no, no. So people, here's the thing. I. When I did that demo, mm -hmm. I was like, no. <laughs> no. It was, it, there is zero latency. Mm -hmm. So my biggest problem with the whole death of the headphone jack is that Bluetooth isn't any better. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's it's like latency and just the whole pairing process and the yeah. fact that connecting my it's not as simple as wire from one phone to wire to computer. Yeah. No. Pairing can be a nightmare and then you've got the cases like the Mark Threes from Sony, mm -hmm. which yeah, are yeah. just a total they're the best headphones that have the worst yeah. way to connect between one product yeah. and the other. They're the worst. It's bad. And, and so this is the reason why Bluetooth is not ubiquitous. Yep. Price and experience does not match the headphone jack yet. Yeah, yeah. Until now. Yeah, it actually feels like it, we've Zero it. latency. You're literally pressing buttons on whatever, and there is immediate reaction to audio. Yeah. It was fantastic. And they weren't even, like, using expensive headphones. Are you like, talking about Aptex Adaptive? Or? Aptex yeah, yeah, Adaptive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Aptex already sounds great. Uh, no, Acoustic. come on. Please, no comments, audiophiles. Uh, come on. It does. We, we know this. We know this. We okay. acknowledge your existence. We acknowledge your existence, <laughs> and we know that nothing will be better than vinyl. Fine. That's all great. <laughs> but for the average consumer that Flat. can't pay for all this I stuff. I shoot film, so. <laughs> for, for the average consumer that can't pay this kind of stuff, I, you know, I just hate that it's an 855 thing. Oh, yeah. I wish yeah. that it were something that would come on be better for cheaper yeah, and true. not in the processor because I wish that the next batch of headphones would be able to do it, would be able to mm -hmm. do it, even if this 855 is not the processor that I'm using. Yes. It's just one of those things where I'm like, crap, I use an iPhone for running and I'm like, damn it, I, I'm going to need like a small Android phone to be able to, <laughs> yeah. to be able, because it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, the, I mean, the fact that it can switch, uh, like, adaptively back and forth between like resolutions mm -hmm. is, is 
It's great. That, that <laughs> soundboard that they had, the the motherboard or whatever what yeah. it was, it yeah. said SBC, which is what, like, you know, we've we've heard that term in a few different types of headphones. It was SBC, and then you hit. It was a, it was a demo of like a phone that had a um, a piano key like layout, and you like you you press then done, press then done, press then done. But this time it was one to one. Once once she hit the switch and it went to aptX yeah. adaptive, it was awesome. Yeah. So anyone anyone out there who like gets that latency in games and videos or anything like that in input. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be much, and especially much um, at these kind of events where literally there's a million Bluetooth networks everywhere, you know. Yeah, it, that's true. It, and that's you know that's also the thing because mm-hmm. like they're just that's why like it's impossible to use Bluetooth at press events because it's just like there's signals everywhere, and if you can oscillate and change you know adaptively what you're gonna need, it's super useful. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we we do have a luau to attend, and uh, <laughs> you are dressed appropriately. Yes, we are. Yes, I need, I need to go buy a shirt. <laughs> this is Mahalo. the most comfortable shirt I've ever had in my life. This honestly. is not, like, but yeah. <laughs> it's you're, not you're the like small on me. Yeah, it's you're like half a size bigger than me. Yeah, it's yeah. also my not the better kind of. shirt you've, you've ever worn. <laughs> I think I, I would I would think you know I'm gonna wear this on the beaches in L.A. like in the summer all the time. Oh my God. Dude, I would wear the same photos. You know, I need to laugh every now and then. Should I wear this? In China, what's gonna happen then? I don't know. <laughs> well, man, I've never seen. Well, no comment. <laughs> no. It's so, okay. I've gotten every comment uh, possible from my girlfriend. Shout out to Isa. She was like, "What is that shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, uh, pocket now. Um, actually, no. Actually, a uh, Hawaiian shirt. And on that note, I was read the. I was reading lower on the script. Oh. And on that note, that's it for now. The weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show. So make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below or. Or you can email us, podcast at pocketnow.com. On Twitter, well, we also said Instagram because David, our host here, at David Immel on Instagram. My name name. Yeah, your name name. And then what's your other name? Gamer tag. <laughs> From fifth grade. <laughs> um, yeah, Dervid Immel. D-U-R-V-I-D-I-M-E-L. On Twitter. On Twitter. That sounds yeah. like a porn name. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Could, baby, be. I'm Dur- <laughs> Could be. If you find it. Let me know. Name's Dervid. <laughs> <laughs> and Jaime Rivera is, is, of course, found at Jaime underscore Rivera. Remember that underscore? No porn name here. <laughs> <laughs> and Pocket Now. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I am found at JV Tech T. You know me by now. I am JV. I love tech, and I love to make and drink tea. Fantastic. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube on In English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Audario every weekday. We'd certainly appreciate your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you happen to be streaming us. Because without you, we wouldn't have been able to make this show for your eyes and ears for 335 episodes straight. Mm. All right. So that's that. Whatever you're doing, <laughs> he still has the, the old outro here. I'm going to try to change that up. Aloha and thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast and we will see you or rather you'll hear us on the next episode mahalo we're back again <laughs> oh this mic always that mahalo we're back again when i think about hawaii is a scene in a movie that's probably too old for you guys to remember national lampoon's christmas vacation oh it's not too old but i haven't seen it the, the there's there's a scene where there's this hot girl in a bikini and I can already imagine you, Jules, using this in the bloopers. There's this hot, this this hot girl in a red bikini jumping into the pool. And they've got this song saying Christmas in in singing Merry Christmas in Hawaii in in you know 
which yeah. is Hale Kaliki Maka. And, then, and the whole song, it's just the song from the 50s. And all I can think about is the scene of that girl in the red bikini. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. All right. 